guys, welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. And this is episode 20. It's been a lot of episodes. It's been 20 it episodes. Time flies when you're having well, fun. 18 for you, since we had two two people yes. and two other clans. Well, less than that because you did a couple one-on-ones. That's true. That's true. Yeah, so it's like 16. But hey, it's 20 now. Yes. And uh, it's that's pretty exciting. And um, and more importantly, we appreciate all the listeners. Yeah, it's been awesome. We've got, uh, we've got some really nice growth. I don't want to... You know, talk statistics and numbers, but we've had thousands of people, you know, thousands of downloads and thousands of interactions with people, and it's been, yeah, it's you know, good. everybody's been spreading the word clearly as we watch the stats go up every every week, and that's we really have you guys to thank for that. So, um, also good news the uh, for those that sign up as a Patreon, the sh- all the stuff for the shirts is here. So those the shirts are going to ship this week. Excellent. So, will I get mine this week as well? Then, are you a Patreon member? <laughs> No, but I'm a host. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a shirt yet either. Okay. So, well, actually, I do. Do I have a shirt? Yes, I have a shirt. Okay. Sorry. Anyway, um, so later in the episode, we've got uh, Mike Olson, who is a, uh, a, a, what did I say on the Facebook post? A, He's a not stanchion. Your, oh, yes, a stanchion in the in the car community. Yeah, around here. yeah it's a local legend. He's been around for many, many years, before my time even, which is I'm getting old now, so that's that's saying a lot. Um, before my time, he was here. So we're going to talk about some throwback stuff and uh, and some current stuff. Since he works at MHT, we're going to talk some wheel culture as well. Yeah, it'll be so, exciting. So he'll be here. Um, what's new with you? What's going on? Um, oh, wait, the, the hotline. Yeah, I was going to say, what's new is we now have a a phone line that you guys can call into and leave us a voicemail for uh, any car questions, any comments, and we'll be featuring as many of these on the podcast as we can. Absolutely. So what is, what's the number? The number is 612-584-0235. All right. And if I was smart, I would have figured out if that spells something clever, you know, like we'll figure like that out maybe for next time. Call us, but it, it, it doesn't. So right. 612-584-0235. Right on. Okay. So what's new with you? What's going on? Anything? Um, what is going on? Nothing too exciting car-wise in the last week since we talked last. I it, the only interesting thing you've told me about is the water damage on your ceiling. I was gonna say it's yeah, some, some non-car-related uh, fiascos with the uh, home improvement projects and water damage and lots of other. It was your shit fault going on. Um, <laughs> I'd like to think it was nobody's fault. Okay, all right. It was an accident, <laughs> right? <laughs> Just because it's an accident doesn't mean it's not your yeah. fault. I was uh, moving the dishwasher since we were getting new countertops installed, and I did all the demolition myself, and uh, then noticed a week later that the water line to the dishwasher was kinked and slowly dripping and huge yeah, fiasco. Disaster. Exactly. So, yeah, that we'll leave it at that for me, because I know you actually have uh, some updates this week. Yeah, you, I had a, you have a lot going on this week. I had a crazy week. week. Crazy week. So uh, my bride and I drove to Kansas right to uh for a wedding so we shot a wedding down there and we took uh took the jetta down or the golf golf jetta i can't even tell the difference anymore uh, it's a sport wagon it's a golf sport wagon right. which used to be a jetta sport wagon but it's, it's yeah, just, you're right who gives a shit it's a sport wagon so we drove that down there and uh one of my favorite parts of the country is the flint hills okay it's absolutely gorgeous i know that you said it looks boring i'm sure i've driven it through it several times but I don't it's like only Kansas. I don't it's even from, basically it's from Kansas City to Wichita. So if you oh, haven't sorry. driven to Kansas City to Wichita and then south into Oklahoma, you haven't seen it. Okay. And I think you would know if you did because it really is super cool. And what it is is the bedrock is up at the surface. So the there's very little dirt and it, and the bedrock is right there. So it's like shale and flint and rocks and stones. Interesting. And just, so there's no trees. 
It's oh, all just sure. it's just grass forever, and there's there's just cattle that they actually come up from Mexico into Oklahoma and through Texas and everything, and it's this whole sweeping thing that they would migrate from to to eat the grass in the Flint Hills because huh. that's all it is. It's just it's just this big grassland, sure. just nothing. It's just a big expanse of nothing. Well, yeah, that's why I said it looks boring. But when it, <laughs> but it's got these rolling hills that are just it's really pretty, and you, it, you do have one tree here and there. Okay, and it, it just feels like really really so lonely. So it's like the Microsoft XP screensaver it, it is, with the it, green hill, <laughs> almost exactly like that. That's that's almost exactly it. Um, so I I got off the interstate, or I'm sorry, the turnpike, because I wanted to take okay. uh, Jess on a side road. I'm like, hey, let's get off let's go try and find another road through this that's not the turn you were inspired by your previous adventure i was inspired in by myself to do what yeah. i usually do which is <laughs> okay. get off the road and drive the back roads which everybody should do at least a little bit in their trips that yeah they i agree um so i got off and i i pull up to like the toll booth and i there's no person it's like an automated why toll was there booth. a toll booth on these back roads Maybe i'm getting I, off i'm getting off okay, the turnpike sure, so i'm sure. getting off the turnpike to go on the on the yep on the whatever road and i put my little ticket in and a voice comes, like, it just spits it right back out to me. And a voice comes on and goes, sorry, your ticket's broken. You'll have to tell me what exit you got off on or got on on. So I look at it. I'm like, there's like 50,000, like, lines of text. Yeah, or, lines of text. Okay. And they all have different amounts. I'm like, uh, I think it's, there was like a hole punch. Yeah. And I thought that's what it was going to be is where the hole punch was. Okay. I thought that's the town. And I'm like, oh, here. And she's like, it's like twelve dollars. I'm like, whoa, 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 no way! I've only been on the turnpike for like <laughs> I was gonna forty say, minutes. Wouldn't you have just picked the last exit? <laughs> yeah, but I'm a I'm a pretty honest guy, right? So okay. I'm like, okay, well, that I'm like, that's not right. And then I flipped the ticket over, and it said whatever it was it was was correct. I'm like, actually, I think it's here. Was this an automated system? Because I'm picturing yeah, like there's no there's no window. So you're it's an automated system going. Please no, tell no, no, me no. your <laughs> no, no, no. And you're so, like, wait, so, actually, that's not quite correct. No, I'm a lady, sorry, I a do lady not came on. Understand? A lady came on okay, the intercom. That's she's better. like, she's like, oh, uh, that she's like twelve dollars. I'm like, oh, that can't be right. And then she's like, well, since you changed it now, I want to see the ticket. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, how? how do I show you the ticket? You're not here. Yeah. She's like, just hold the ticket up to the machine. So I hold the ticket up to the machine. She's like, to the left. I'm like, moving it to the left. She's like, to the right. I moved it to the right. She's like, down a little bit where it says ticket. I'm like, holding it. And she's like, I still can't see it. I'm like, look, lady, I don't know where this camera is. And and I, I think what I said is I said, look, lady, I don't know where this fucking camera is. And this yeah. is after like a period of like five minutes of like moving this stupid ticket around. <laughs> on Like there's no camera that I can see. And I just hear a click. She I'm hung like, up she on you? She hung up on me when I said fucking. So then I hit the, the button again. She's like, sir, I'm trying to help you. I'd really appreciate it if you didn't curse at me. And I'm like, look, I don't know where the camera is. So I climb out of the window, and I'm sitting on the windowsill of my car looking around for this camera, yeah. and I see it up above the window. So I'm like, with my arms up in the air, I'm like, yeah. can you see it? Can you see it? And she's like, I see it, and then she changed the amount to like two dollars and fifty cents, which I found out later would have been correct if I had an extra axle. So she stuck it to me anyway. Like if it would have been like three axle, like for right. a trailer or something. Okay. So she still screwed me. Just, just because you cursed her. She screwed me because I said fucking. I've never seen like an automated tollway like that. I hadn't either. Interesting. So Jess was mad. She was super salty at about you? it. You? No, she was just okay. mad. The situation. She was, just, she was right. just mad at the situation. Mad at me. And then the side road that we got off on, the Flint Hills were over with. Oh, so you didn't even see what you were getting so, off. So it wasn't even worth the effort. Yeah, to see it. And I told her earlier, I'm like, hey, I got a surprise for you. And then all of a sudden she goes, oh, I know what the surprise is. You're taking me to see, uh, uh, what the fuck is his name? Um, some, some serial killer guy. I can't even think of his name. Jess, what's his name? 
Dennis Rader. Okay, we, we should add an aside that Jess, your wife, is very much into like the true, true crime, crime yeah. type yeah, yeah. stories she and everything that. else. She loves it. Okay. So she thought, she's like, oh, are you taking me to Dennis Rader's house or wherever he's from? And I'm like, no, honey. No, that's not, that's not what it is. And she's like, well, maybe we can go. I'm like, well, look up where it is and we'll see if we can hey. go there. And she's like, oh, it's an, it's an El Dorado. I'm like, well, that's fucking Texas. We're not doing that. Yeah. So we drive like, we're just driving through these shitty towns where there's like, there was nothing. It was boring. Super boring. Just Kansas. Okay. And uh, all of a sudden we drive up and there's a prison and it right. says El Dorado Correctional Facility. And she's like, oh my God, that's where he is. That's so it him. did happen to be right he there. Did, it did happen to be randomly right there. And I should have been like, that was your surprise. Ha ha. I know you so well. But I, I didn't, I didn't do that. So, so what was her surprise? We, I feel can't, like you, we, we can't talk about it on oh. the air. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you can bet that built that up for, yeah, for sorry. something. Yep, okay, sorry, we'll nobody, go there. We, we it, can't get it, into that. So it was the El Dorado Correctional it Facility. It was the El Dorado. Of so course. then we then I ended up taking her around to uh, a few different creepy houses where this dude had basically hung people from the rafters with pantyhose. Oh, good. And just took some pictures of the buildings. So and you stuff. guys made your own like serial killer little, uh, little road serial killer trip tour or something. Yeah. So, okay. Well, but, that's uh, interesting. So on the way back, right, um, it was a pretty awful drive back. We hit, there was um, there was ice in. I was going to ask if you hit the weather. I did, and it was bad. It it took me probably three and a half hours to do about fifty minutes or an hour of driving. Yeah, it was so None for listeners are that aren't local here in the the Midwest, we got unseasonable snowstorm. That's not the weather I hit. Oh really? No, this was in Missouri. Okay. So this was like an ice so storm. So everywhere is getting unseasonable weather. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, is that Missouri, the roads weren't treated. There was they were no, oh, they didn't no salt. salt. They didn't. So do it anything. was windy. It was that little tiny snow. It was super windy. Yep. And it was just this. It was ice. There was cars oh, rolled wow. over in the ditch. I was going like 35, 40 miles an yeah. hour. And the because the sport wagon is low, the for some reason I think now I think they must be lying to me, but the tow, I think is in a little bit in the rear. So when you would cross over, you'd go over the snow, and as the you were on different surfaces from front yeah. to rear. It would be like super sketchy. There's huh. like, there's one time so you where some I rear steer action. Yes, going on. definitely. And there's one time where my heart jumped. It takes a lot for me to to make my heart jump. So I'm a pretty good driver. <laughs> Chris's but, nerves of steel over but here. It, it definitely made me okay. Made me whatever. And then we got out of that eventually. It took forever. Right. It was super stressful and just tired me out. And uh, I ended up driving behind a. I think it must have been an Iowa State Trooper at that point. And okay. I was like a normal car length behind him i was not riding his ass nothing like that dude brake checked me now are you I, sure he did it 100 percent. it lurched his vehicle lurched i mean it was like and then he just okay. slammed on the brakes and then he just kept on driving and then he got off the freeway like 10 minutes later it was out of nowhere he <laughs> he 100 percent brake checked me wow I was, I was just like dude and i thought he was like trying to do, like do it's like an emergency thing like well, oh that's like, what i was wondering but there was nothing. There was no turnaround. There was no exit to the right. He just brake checked me. That's it. I, I wow. Okay. I'm surprised he didn't like pull we you going, over then if that's what he was trying to get at. Yeah. Did you I, know what I mean? I feel, did I honk? I honked at him. <laughs> just remembers. I honked. I probably shouldn't have done that. Well, when we drove by, I looked at him with like a what the fuck look on my face too, but I probably should have done that either. He didn't even look at me, but that was, that was kind of sketchy. But, um, <laughs> and then, uh, this week, I also got a new car. I know. This uh, is exciting. I got to, to ride and drive in it already. So, but the, the story starts a little bit earlier. Let's hear the whole thing. So, there was a guy that wanted to buy my boat. And the guy wanted to buy my boat, but trade me his Volvo V70R wagon okay. that he claims has 30,000 miles on it. 
and it's a 2004, 2005. And I'm okay. like, so absolutely. Is, yeah, would have I'd been love man. to have one of those 30,000 miles. He, he wanted like 6,500 bucks for it. I'm like, damn, that is a good deal. Yeah. Uh, the thing's probably worth eight or nine. I'm like, well, what's the deal? Is they got a clean title? He's like, yeah, well, sort of. I was going to say, is this another too-good-to-be-true scenario like I, I we've talked it, about before? Not quite. Was as, this your, your Porsche 930 out no, in No, no. So the guy actually does exist, and one of my buddies that's into <laughs> Volvos knows the guy and has bought parts from him. Okay. And he's been trying to sell this car for forever. Oh. But he sent me a message. He's, he's like, I'm like, tell me about the title. Give me a VIN number. I want to pull a Carfax, do yeah. my due diligence on it, and I want to know what's going on with this car. He didn't really get back to me. and oh. But he goes, I do have a title, but... The title was a dealer. And then he just left it, but dot, dot, dot. No, <laughs> no he said, but it was like a dealer only title. He's like, it can't be driven on the roads. It needs to be inspected by the DMV. So then I what called. What is the, that about? I have no idea. So I called my friends over at Westside and yeah. I was like, hey, what's up with a title like this? He's like, yeah, I would not. I would not do just that. Stay because away. He's like, they could grant you a title. Yeah. Or they could crush the car. Yep. So I'm like, well, I'm not. I'm not getting into that. I'm, I'm moving yeah, on. Yeah, that's probably smart to walk so away then from. I, then I, you know, my original thing I wanted was I wanted a BMW because I wanted to not drive a Volkswagen anymore. I just wanted to do something different and just experience for something, something else. different. Okay. Yeah, just experience something new. Just, right. Because that's my... And that's, you, you had an E30 way back I've when. I've had a couple and E30s, you've had, yeah. Yeah, you've had some various BMWs. That's it. I've had two E30s. Oh, really? That's okay, the entirety that was it. of it. Yeah, okay. so I haven't owned very many. And I just, I, I'm trying to experience new things. So I, I wanted to get an E36 M3. And I went and I looked at one. The tires were bald. I would have died driving home in the weather. <laughs> this was yesterday. Right. Would have died. And uh, but the it wasn't just that, but the paint had some sags where it had been repainted, but you could see like where the, the paint, paint was laid on too thick sags. and okay. it kind of sagged and ran down a little bit. Like runs? Yeah, but a run is like a drip. I guess I'm not familiar with is a okay. sag actually a paint term? A sag is like a giant okay. drip. Okay. Okay. It's like Yeah. yeah so it's it, like where the it's weight a of the huge paint huge run yeah, for it's an a giant run. section. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. And, and it was on the trunk and then the, the hood had a bunch of crazing on it and the seats were all torn up. Yeah. I'm like I'm like he wanted you seven. sent me the the listing and yeah. I saw the seats. If he that was seven. the only thing. If that was the only thing, I was fine. But he wanted seven. Yeah. I talked him down to six. I'm like, look, man. I, I don't want to come out there and give you the wrong impression. So here's the deal. The thing needs probably five, four, five hundred dollars in tires mm -hmm. minimum. Mm -hmm. It needs a thousand dollars set of seats because they are roached. They were done. Yeah. I'm like, so this car basically is a eighty something, eighty five hundred dollar car, but it's an M3 with one hundred fifty six thousand miles, one hundred fifty eight thousand miles on it. So by the time I put ten thousand miles on it, I've got a hundred seventy thousand mile BMW M3 that I've got eight thousand dollars into. Right. And it just doesn't, it didn't it add make up. sense. So he's like, you, I'll do it for six. And I'm like, okay, I can, I'll come look at it for six. I went over there and I looked at it and it just, the paint was too, too shitty. Right. So then I had another car that I was going to look at. And I should say that Alex was with me. He was my BMW guy okay. that I took with yep. me. So then Alex we, from episode whatever. So then we were, um, <laughs> we were driving previous down episodes, previous episodes. So we were driving down to go see that car, which is the car I ended up getting. But then he's like, oh, my God, look at this. It's a E92 with uh, black with red interior. Okay. It's a six-speed. I'm like, well, that sounds sweet. Yep. Right? I mean, that so sounds cool. So for non-BMW guys, E92 is a newer 3 Series. Yeah, it was a 328XI okay. from like a 2009 or 2010 sure. or something like that. I'm like, oh, this sounds awesome. So I went yep. down there. And you know that when you, like you get into, like your car gets used a lot and you look at your blinker? stock and sometimes right. there's like that googe like that body oil like film that gets sure over time you get a little bit of dirt 
stuff sure. that's like to usually it. there's a soft touch type texture where it's rubberized kind of and you're saying this not only was worn away no 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 no, no it was no, just no. oily it was you know the skin stuff that starts to stick <laughs> okay this was the in my cars yeah. it's only that wiper stock has that because okay. you touch it all the time sure this car had every surface that was touchable was covered in it so i'm like driving it with like two fingers in each but hand but it wasn't just like they over armor all like no, it was clearly it was literally human debris <laughs> all over this thing it was disgusting oh, it was okay. so gross and it had like an aftermarket knob for the iDrive as if the original iDrive oh. knob wasn't enough it was like some knurled aluminum thing and i'm like you know what i don't want anything that anybody's fucked with i just don't yeah so then we went and looked at the other car right um which was owned by a guy named i don't remember clayton or okay something jerk guy basically okay <sighs> so you're naming him only to call him out yeah jerk guy that's that's basically it so it's uh it was a e82 uh bmw 128i i think it's e82 i don't know the model code for those yeah i think it but is. it's the one series 128 it's a one series it's the three liter in line six yep it's a six speed it had a sport package so it's got the sport seats in it mm -hmm. and it's it's a cool car and i went and i drove it and i'm like i like it gave him the money yep got a pretty good deal on it i thought yep and drove away and then I'm driving, and I'm like, man, it's chilly in here. <laughs> so let me preface this by saying that the thing, the car doesn't have a water temperature gauge. Right. It has. As with, I think, just about any modern BMW and just about any modern car. A 135 has an oil temperature gauge. Okay. So at least you would have that. Right. But it, I just, I can't understand why it doesn't have a water temperature gauge. I would say you can play, most cars. There's like, if you look newer. up, like, uh, the code to get a water temperature. You can get the reading, but you have to be like up, up, left, left, down, left, right, left, down, down. I was going to ask if there was a way to get it in the multi. BA, select, start on the, I mean, it's yeah. just like this super <laughs> dumb code, like Contra to get the water temperature. Right. And then as soon as you touch anything, it goes away. Sure. So you can't just like leave it up there. But anyway, so I'm like, yeah, it's really cold in here. I'm like, oh, maybe there, maybe the coolant needs to be topped off. I put three quarters of a gallon of coolant in it. Yeah. So it was running way oh, low. Very low. Very low. Three quarters of a gallon is there was maybe a gallon left in there. Well, yeah. Who knows how much that system actually holds? It can't be that. Can't, can't be, be that, much. that much. Right. So I'm like, all right. So I put that in there, whatever. And I I get home and I see that the, it's steaming a little bit. Okay. I'm like, oh, good. I pop the hood and there's a crack on the radiator. Right on the top there. Right on the see. flange, on the plastic flange yeah. of the of the plastic tank. Yep. So I I called the or I sent the guy a text message. I'm like, hey man. You know, what's, did you, I mean, in my head, I'm like, there's no fucking way this guy didn't know that there was three quarters of a gallon of coolant missing from his car because it should be on the floor of yep. his fucking garage and it's blue. Even if you knew nothing about cars, you would see a puddle under your a car. A puddle of blue, or maybe it all got caught in the, the uh, underbelly pan, but I still think, That's I feel like. giving him a lot of credit. When I stopped, it was steamed. Okay? Yeah. So when I pulled over, it's, it's it obvious. steamed. It's obvious. It's obvious. It truly is. And the guy said, the guy basically was like, yeah, now you can tell me, I want you to tell me if I'm out of control here. Okay. Okay. So here's what I did. For baseline, yes, but let's hear the situation. <laughs> let, let me preface this by saying my buddy Chad said, Jesus, I'll never buy, or I'll, I'll never sell you a car. Yeah. But, okay. But I, so what I did is I, I talked to him about it. I'm like, yeah, man, I think it needs a radiator. And he's like, well, what do you want me to do? I'm like, I'd like you to help me out with a radiator. Did, like, did he play dumb? Was this all via text? He dude? played Is a that, little bit dumb. Yeah. Play, and then when I started to like kind of catch him on it, like there's no way that you wouldn't know. He said, well, somebody changed out a hose up there like okay. a month ago. And I'm like, okay, well, that doesn't. And then he's like, and then I drove it till I saw it. Well, I'm like, that still doesn't really Answer change the fact or, that, yeah. that there, there's a, you know, did you drive it? It's been cold. Did you not use the heat at all? You know, the, the heat doesn't work. You could okay. at least tell me the heat doesn't work. Um, 
so then he's like, well, what do you want me to do? I'm like, well, let's let's why don't you help me pay for the radiator? Insinuating that I will pay for some of the radiator. Sure. So because retail the radiator is four hundred dollars. Okay. So he goes, no, I'm I'm not interested in in helping you out at all. It's a used car on your way. I'm like, you know, honestly, if it was a couple weeks from now, I wouldn't have brought it up. You right. know, but this is literally thirty miles later. And I've been encountering Did these problems. Did you buy problems. it locally? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I know where the guy lives. He had this weird house where they had a pool out back, but then they wanted the pool to be indoors, so they built another building around their out- outdoor pool. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it, he was a little weird. He had like a kind of a like hipster sweater sweatshirt on. That was, <laughs> I don't know. You seem very judgy over there. I, I am now. I wasn't at the time, but now I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with this. Was dude. this whole conversation over text message? Not that it really matters. Yes, because he wouldn't call me. I tried, and he try. declined okay. my call, and then I text message him. But I'm not done. Go ahead. So I said, "What do you?" He says, "What do you want?" He said, "No." He's like, "No, I don't want to help you. It's a used car. You're on your own." And I said, "Well, I guess that's what small claims court is for." <laughs> is what I said because I'm thinking, as he doesn't know that I'm a car guy, right? right? He doesn't know that I can. Uh, basically, what I did is I just went over to SCI Performance. I looked up how much a radiator was. They're four hundred dollars retail or ninety dollars at cost. They're cheap. Right. So I would have basically, if the guy would have come forward with me, I probably would have been like, let's split the cost of the radiator. It's forty-five bucks. I'll do it myself. You know, no big deal. Just you know, I want. I just what I want him to do is go. I'm I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Kay. That's all I wanted was him to just admit that he fucking knew that it needed a radiator. Kay. That's what I wanted. But then, then all of a sudden, as soon as I said that, then he was like, all right, well, why don't you go see a shop and we'll see what we can do? And that's when I went over and looked up the radiator. I'm like, dude, the radiator's 90 bucks. So he's like, you want 90 bucks for me? I'm like, it would be nice. So he PayPal'd me $90 and then said, this is basically just payment so I never have to talk to you again. <laughs> Did he say that? He said that. I don't blame him for that, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I'm of two sides to that because it uh, used let me, car. Let me say this go real ahead. quick. He was the nicest guy. He was so nice, and he was just smiley and happy, and there's a Jesus fish on the back of the car. <laughs> and I just thought, and I just, he didn't count the money when I gave it to him. Okay. He left the money in the envelope and just threw it on the table and signed the title over to me. Okay. So I just had this good feeling about this guy. I mean, he and was so just, do you feel betrayed then about I feel a little betrayed, now? and I kind of kicking myself about not being a little more um, thorough and looking at the yeah, car. I get that. And now the headlight, the, the driver's side, or the the passenger driver's passenger side headlight doesn't just kidding <laughs> inside joke the driver's side headlight works but the passenger side doesn't and there's a there's a code for the the motors okay. so something's going on with the headlights too it's, whatever it's fine it's a used car yeah. i got a good deal on it i'm I, not that concerned i was gonna say i'm of two different mindsets on this situation because a, a used car is sold as is you know what I mean? It's not like you're buying it's from a true. dealer or anything else. But if he knowingly deceived me, say, that, that guy said, is an asshole. Yeah, if I if that was my car, first of all, I probably wouldn't drive it for more than a few days with a broken radiator because I'd take care of it. Right. Along with you and, and anyone else. Here's that, what I speculate. Here's the only thing I can think of. What's that? Okay, so he takes the car. The car's leaking. He takes it to the shop that he says he took it to. They replace that hose. And I think he said he replaced the upper radiator hose. My thought is that when they replaced the upper radiator hose, they leaned on that flange, they cracked the flange, and he didn't know that it was leaking again. However, the car steamed, the heat didn't work. You know, a few other things just made me to believe that he couldn't not have known. I don't think you're much worse for the wear. I think you got to let this one go. <laughs> oh, it's gone. It's, it's over okay. with. It's over with. The guy paid me my $90. And I didn't even want the money. I just wanted yeah. him to, like, suffer, I guess, yeah. a little bit. I wanted him to just, I don't know. I just felt betrayed by the guy because he was so nice. I feel like he took advantage of me. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know where you could go if you don't want to deal with that shitty car buying experience? Where should I take this car? <laughs> no, you shouldn't take it. You should buy your car from Luther Westside Volkswagen. You know, I did go over there and I'm did like, you? hey guys, I got this much to spend. What's on the lot? They didn't have anything for me. I talked to Helton, and they just didn't have anything for okay. me. Okay, but they do have the largest selection of Volkswagens and used European cars in the Twin Cities. They didn't have this particular one series, but they have a whole lot of selection that is changing all the time. They are Especially the, helps if you're not poor like me. Well, yeah, okay. So for every uh, budget, perhaps? perhaps? Yeah, they, yeah, they do have Maybe. a lot of stuff. They always have something on the lot for pretty much every budget. It's just this is specifically yep. what I wanted. They're the number one Volkswagen dealer in the country. Um, as we've mentioned before, they have a state-of-the-art facility. You can find them at westsidevolkswagen.com, or you can go uh, on Facebook and look for them as well. Sounds good. Uh, head over and see them, and uh, we'll be back with Mike Olson in a little bit. All right, we are back. We've got Mike Olson in studio with us. How's it going, man? Nice to have you back again. and uh, Well, not back again, but back in my presence. I haven't seen you in quite some time so it's it's good to see you and good to see you're still alive <laughs> i guess that works no, i've been in a cave that works um so uh we met uh where did we meet i think we must have met back in the volksport days oh holy hell yeah like i i'm trying to put a time frame to it i don't even remember i think it was when you guys first started coming around the volksport stuff i want to say yeah i think so it was when 2001 2000 holy shit is it really that long well That's i mean like i had 15 my years ago it's when i had the jetta yeah, I suppose. You know, or, yeah, because it was before, it was after I got rid of my Mark III back then. So, yeah, I bought that Jetta new in 2001. So, got rid of that. can I ask you someone who yeah. didn't even have their driver's license in 2001? <laughs> what, explain maybe a little bit. What were what was the Volksport? That was that was the car club before. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, for lack of a better way, it was even before the internet forums. Right. Um, most of the guys in the group were pretty computer-oriented. I wasn't. Um, so usually it was like I got a phone call or a text message like at the last minute going, hey, we're going to go hang out, you know, whatever, you know, it might be. <laughs> and I found out that they were all on Internet Relay Chat. And so, like, that's how they all communicated. IRC. Yeah, like way oh, back okay. when. Yeah. yeah, this is old school. Like, yeah, I think, it, like, was it Google Hangouts? Or something I, like that, even back probably then. Probably before that. Like even AOL, though there was, there was some, there was, but there was some kind of weird like internet group chat deal yeah. you could get involved yep. in. But I didn't even have a computer. Like it's I like net and stuff. I think like three of the guys got together and for like fifty bucks put together a PC for me, and that was the first computer I ever had. <laughs> yeah, that must have been the guy that ran Volksport probably put the computer together for you. Bob no, no, it? it wasn't. It was uh, Matt Williamson. Okay. He's still around. Okay. Like he's doing motocross photography and that kind of stuff now and all that. But um, but that, that I mean, it was a different. Different a whole different culture. Like I we, mean, there wasn't no chat. You didn't. You didn't go on a forum and talk about stuff. You actually got together. Like we'd go down to. Uh, Wait, you mean you actually got in your yeah. cars? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And went and drove somewhere <laughs> and actually <laughs> hung out in person. Holy cow, dude! Like, yeah, I laugh now. At big people. I mean, you've, you, me and Chris have gone on. I don't know how many road trips have we gone on together in yeah. groups of like going to shows. I mean. I've put hundreds of thousands of miles on cars, things yep. like that. You know, it's one of those like, oh, H2O. Like, yeah, we drove there. Wait, what? Yeah, we went there last weekend. It was 1,300 miles one way. <laughs> it was like, well, yeah, well, you change your oil when you get there if you want, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, People you know. do, st do still travel pretty yeah. well, I guess. But Well, it's just one of those. I mean, it's obviously there's some people that get out and hit the road and go out and travel and all that. I mean, I've calmed down on it, but I spent 10 years kind of going to probably, what, seven or eight shows a year. Like yeah, all there over was, the country. There was a time that that was that was what you did, yeah. really. It was, and, that uh, was my summer. Like I looked forward to it all summer. Like first show of the year, you get out like May, get down uh, like Southern Wurthesee, that kind of stuff, down into Tennessee or go down to Florida. Yep. Do you remember? So I got the, the inception of Euroworks. 
is when I got banned. Do you remember why I got banned from Volksport? Because I don't remember. Um, the base reason or the main... Well, it all is this started... A, is this something I don't even know? Is no, not like... at all. Not at all. Not at all. No, no. If I remember correctly, it all had to do with you and Dave. Uh, talking, oh, I do talk, remember. Talking smack about like someone. It was one of those... like We all kind of poked fun at other people's cars. But you guys were like ultra harsh to the point of like calling out the owners and being like, this is a piece of shit. Da, da, da. And we were like, dude, like that's like some 17 year old's first car that mom gave him. Like, I remember like, what it was now. Calm down a little bit. <laughs> it was and, but some that girl's started Dodge the, Stratus. Remember exactly. the Dodge, I, I Dodge remember Stratus. the car. I know exactly whose car it was. Like, the, I remember the girl, girl, the owner. Like okay. I remember everything about it. And Dave, I took a picture of my friend Dave in front of the car with his tongue out and the rock fingers out like ah, just yeah. like in front of this and it was hideous and it turned it into a, and it was it was a hideous like i'm not going to say the car was nice at all or anything like that and it wasn't one of it it wasn't so much that we were defending the car as we yeah. were trying to like one of the things that we had fostered in that group was like we we try to keep all the negativity away you know, like it's one of those things like <laughs> and here was chris oh, mr which, negativity which, I mean, chris chris i mean I for lack of a chris. better way to put it yeah. you know, i'm surprised it isn't trolling the internet isn't called christing the internet <laughs> um you know it, it, but it ties in like it was it was kind of a different time and chris you know these guys were of a younger generation that you know it was one of those things like we are on the internet we can make as much noise as we want fuck you you can't tell us what to do that was me which yeah. no and i and I can't say shit. I was that way too, but the internet wasn't there when I was that age, <laughs> you know. So there wasn't you, publicly. I didn't have a megaphone, you know. So it, it, we've all been there. We were, you know, I, I, everybody knows me as the asshole. Fine, whatever. But yep. it, it was just kind of one of those things where it turned into a battle. We were trying to keep the public persona. It was just the same when we went on drives. Like we'd go on a group drive. We didn't want someone being an asshole and bringing notor bad notoriety to our group. Sure. Because we didn't want to, like, the next time we went on a drive with 10 or 12 guys, we didn't want to roll through Red Wing and get surrounded by the local county sheriff's department. <laughs> which happened for other groups. It, it, which it does. I, I mean, it, it's it. happened. But, it, you know, back in the day, we could get, fuck, those Volksport Fall Tours, we'd have 400 cars running around the alphabet roads of, like, the, the whole yep. western Wisconsin, eastern Minnesota, Red Wing, River Valley area. And Would the you cops, say that that was the golden era? Oh, of, God, yeah. Of just, not even just Volksport. But just that whole car era, the, like whole, the whole, whole enthusiast era, because it was it's kind of like even back in the days when we would travel to all those shows. It's it, like we used to I used to explain to guys on the East Coast, like, you know, you go to New York or you go to you go to Maryland and you've got you've got twenty five hundred avid Volkswagen and Audi and European car enthusiasts in a, by throwing a rock in any direction you want. Sure. So yep. everybody had that ability to kind of go into their little cliques and stay with their groups, whereas in the Midwest. Like from here to Milwaukee, there was like maybe twenty dudes. Yeah, you yep. know, so you knew all those twenty guys personally because you'd go out and support their show in Milwaukee, and you'd go to Chicago and support their show in Chicago, and they'd come up and support your get together in Minnesota, and vice versa. Because I mean, half of what we did with the cars was enjoying the driving aspect of it. So like, what's the point of having it look all nice and stay in your garage? You mean and you never didn't come out? You didn't have Instagram, and oh. you didn't just post on Instagram, <laughs> no, Mike? No, 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 no. <laughs> So, no, but yeah, that was a whole different culture before the internet. Do that you was see it, it as bleak now, though? I mean, do you see it as no? It's it's just one of those like it depends on how you look at it. I mean, I've personally kind of brought my gotten myself away from social media to a point. I mean, I still have Instagram, but I don't do Facebook anymore. I don't do forums anymore. I don't do any of that kind of thing anymore. And granted, I'm unplugged from a lot of what's going on, so I might not hear about a show until the last minute or something like that. So I might not make it to it. But I still know those stalwarts are still going on and those get-togethers are still going on. So I know if I want to check it out quick and jump online, I know Wookiees in the Woods is going on down in Tennessee. Like, sure. I know that's coming up here, in the, I think, this coming weekend. 
you know, and so there's these actual driver focused events that are always still going on. It's just a matter of sending an email and reaching out to someone. Hey, is this going on? You got room on your group, you know, whatever it might be. So I can go to whatever I want to do in that selective aspect, but at the same point. So it's, it, I think that it's easier to get people together now. Oh, very much than it so. used to be. Oh, very but much so. Everything seems more fleeting now. And it's, and, and it's with the internet, yeah. like is granted, not that I want to say that it's kind of the whole elitist factor in being able to select who you hang out with. But the advent of the internet brings with it a level of like everyone can be involved. So by for adding better or for worse, exa mm -hmm. exactly, yep. there's two sides to that coin. You're going to have a bunch of people that have always been enthusiastic that didn't know this group existed, and and then there's going to be the other side of it that you want to come and make a show of it. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like back in the day, you'd go to a car show and. If the car was in the show, it was because the car had a lot done to it. Like, if your car was only mediocre, it was a daily driver or whatever, you knew better and you left it parked outside. Sure. You know, and then mm -hmm. when shows started to pick up in popularity a little bit, yeah, you had a little bit done. Yeah, you pay the show entry fee because, A, you're supporting the show. B, then you get a good parking spot. Yep. Right. But at the same point, you didn't go into it expecting to win a trophy ever. Mm -hmm. Like, And it's same thing. Like, going to all these shows all over the country, like, I still think one of the most humbling things in the world was getting picked for top dog. I drove my car 1,300 miles and competed against nine other cars that were trailered in that right. might have had 25 miles on them since they were huh. put back together. And, you know, and I said it at the show, too. I was like, you know, you guys all – I'm competing against a bunch of trailer queens, but I said, you guys all know me well. I'm going to turn around when this show is over with, and I have to be to work tomorrow on Monday. <laughs> and so I'm going to fucking haul ass from, like, you know, at 6 o'clock, and I'm going to drive straight through. And maybe get two or three hours of sleep and be at the shop at midnight or at noon or one. There was know? there was a time that you and I went out where we had. I mean, we probably the record time of the East Coast from anybody. Oh my god! Here yeah, how home. we how <laughs> we made it through Pennsylvania without getting arrested? I wore almost wore out a set of tires. Yo, you did wear out a set of tires. We got to new we got to New Jersey. Like you know what a heat check tire looks like yeah. with the rubber balls on the inside right, or outside. Yeah. His rear tires were. Bald, shaved to the inside with the ball still on him when we got to out to New Jersey for Waterfest. Yeah, that was a B6. I don't think we I think. Uh, yeah, we didn't we didn't drop below 120 miles an hour all through Pennsylvania. Like it's just crazy. We got so lucky. Holy and I'm shit. hauling ass. I got like street tires on the I got some shitty ass wheels and tires on the car, my nice wheels in the back of the car in the roll cage, <laughs> you know, by myself, and we're just hauling ass, you know. And then I wow. get out there and all the dub outy guys are like, Who'd you come out with? They're like, Oh, Cleewell. Oh, that fucker. Oh my gosh. I was just I was just gonna I was just gonna ask you how close do you think I was to getting my teeth knocked in? Oh, if you would have came within reach of Rudy, that that's I yeah, mean, I've just I mean, a lot of people that listen to podcasts probably don't like there's a lot of people that talk a lot of game, but Rudy is probably one of the truest, like South Philly, like knock your teeth out and then ask you questions afterwards type of guy. <laughs> and, and I think that's part of the internet too, is you know, as a young kid. I would I would just mouth off. Oh yeah, because that's with, what everybody with, did. There were different personas on the internet than they were in real life. You ever did yeah. any of that shit in, with someone around where they could actually reach out and oh, touch God, you? Yeah. Holy fuck! Well, most man. people wouldn't do it. They wouldn't. That's no. right. That's right. But the internet gives you the distance to step away. Exactly. Yep. And the, that's what made the trolling. I don't. Oh, no. I don't really troll that much anymore. But I used to just get a kick out of making people pissed oh, off. Yeah. And I used to, I knew better. I mean, I used to say all the time, I'm like, don't fuck with Chris. Don't feed the trolls. Like, you know better, you know? <laughs> it's one of those, because like if yeah. Chris gets bored, he has, and he's really pissed at you, he will find ways to Photoshop you into gay porn. <laughs> and he will fucking like, I mean, like more than anything, like it was, they had their irritations at the Volksport with Chris, but that was the nail in the coffin. 
It's one thing to like kick him out and be like, all right, go chill out for a little bit and go in the corner and come back in like 30 days. No, Chris is like gay porn fucking photoshops everywhere of different <laughs> of the different members of the club, like personally chasing people around the internet. Everybody's like, I don't get it. I'm like, he doesn't have anything to do but play video games, and the video games have got boring. Yeah, yeah like, that's pretty much you true. Know, it, and we know Chris isn't one to hold a I've grudge been, or be opinionated or anything of that sort. I can't sort. say shit because I hold a grudge way more than he does. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've been banned I have from the Vortex e 37 times. 37 no, times. No, I still say, I say, I, have, I don't save emails ever. I have the email Chris sent me squashing the beef that we had had for years. years. I oh, saved it. Yeah. Just so you can have record of it. No, so if somebody it. doesn't believe me, I can show them. I can it was, like, see. That was one of the hardest. That was tough. I've I've got an ego, and because we both have difficult. the same, we're both like bullheaded to a fault. Yeah. Right, and it it's one of those like he sent the email because I wouldn't have. You know what, what I mean? Like it, it was. I don't know if we want to get into it. What was your guys' big? I don't remember beef? really. I, I just think it was just me fighting his aggressive trolling. Like I just yeah. got to that point where I'm just like, you just need pointless. to shut up. And it was. It probably had no point at all other than me. Like, I swear to God, we would go online just to poke at each other. Oh, for yeah. sure. Just just to, like, make a public Facebook post that doesn't say anyone's names and you know his ears are steaming. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know and, uh, that, well, that's how your works came to be. I was like, uh -huh. fuck it. You won't let me into your club? I'll make my own. Yep. And oh, yeah. I did. And then folks and it, died. <laughs> the funny thing is, like, you know, you look at it, the, like, you, you flash forward 10 years later, and the nature and the attitude and the rhetoric that everybody had problems with with the TC Euros crowd yep. yeah. is exactly it is exactly what we dealt with with the Euroworks crowd to the Volksport crowd. It was the same thing. It was just the young people. It was the young oh. guns like, fuck you. We're going to fuck your life up. You guys don't know what you're doing. You old fogies, go the fuck away. And, and here's was, the thing is I've always tried, now that I see the TC Euros guys, I've gotten some battles with those dudes, but I always try to be like, okay, I know what they're thinking. I know what they're going You've through. Been here. I've been there. How can we cultivate the younger generation to be to contribute it more positively? And here's and the that's how I was back with Chris. And here's the conclusion. <laughs> and now I'm old and jaded. I'm like, fuck everyone. You yeah. can't. <laughs> that's what you, you can't. You can't. They, no, I know. Young. That's they why have, I don't have a group in a club and like things to like. I can be like, they fuck all just you will go through cave. it on their own. Is this is an aside? Is TC Euro still a thing? I'm not sure. It is all by me. Oh, okay. You'd be surprised. Like it's surprisingly like the, the major number of TC Euros members had no live nowhere near the Twin Cities. Huh. Like I'm out west, like 30 miles, and I'm surrounded by VWs with TC. They're up Euros north of me on. too. Like, and I've got stickers on my car that say "Jesus hates TC Euros." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like the Antichrist. But these guys all wave to me every time they go by oh, me. Funny. I'm like, well, at least they're nice. So you know what? Uh, with the death of Sowo and now the death of H2O, I mean, everybody's like, oh, I'll still go to H2O. But realistically, H2O is toast. Do you think H2O kind of was dead once? I think the, the prime once years... It, it's the same. It's kind of almost the... Fuck, for lack of a better way to put it, because I remember being that guy. Like I would be like, come on, just because they don't have a Volkswagen doesn't mean they're not enthusiastic and cool. Like mm -hmm. We should let them in. But it's just like we were saying with the internet before. It's like it, it's the two sides of the coin. It brings... You've got the guys from a bunch of different car cultures that were getting together for the better of the car culture, but at the same time, that whole younger generation coming up, for lack of a better way to put it, it's kind of like the guy who shows up at a car show in a banana costume. Yeah. It's because he doesn't have a car that can draw any attention. So, so he's, he's got to draw it. attention in other ways. You and go to H2O, you don't have a car that's nice enough to draw attention sitting there parked. So you start fucking ripping donuts in the intersections and doing stupid shit like that mm. in your fucking drift missile fucking zip tie rocket. And you're trying mm -hmm. to attract the attention of the people that 
Yeah, you like you want to get speeding tickets. It's like you want to get a fucking ticket for a violation like a and get your honor. car towed while you're at H two O, and that's a badge of honor. Like, fuck, yeah. I'm if I'm if, that, if that means I'm doing it wrong, I don't care. Like, it's I, whatever I, gets the most likes. Because I, you know, I get more a kick sitting at fucking dumpsters having a fucking chocolate malt and some fries, watching all these asshats try to show off. Right. Well, you know, you're the that, one they're trying to impress, yeah. but they don't. And then I wonder why. And they wonder why the police fucking show up in militarized units to fucking close them down. I'm like. Because you're all acting like fucking idiots. If you did this at home in your driveway, your parents would fucking ground you, if not fucking handcuff you to a tree upside down by your fucking ankles. You <laughs> yeah, know? That's true. That's but true. at the same point, too, that could lead into a whole other cultural problems with discipline and fucking not giving their, you know, like this whole instant satisfaction, instant gratification. Well, that's what I was just going to say is that, you know, I said, well, they're just trying to impress you. And then I thought, no, they're not. They're trying to impress impress like a they're trying to impress somebody that's not even there it's the somebody that's on an internet that they the don't even see like it's the ambiguous shadow of a, of a person that they're trying to impress but they're trying to impress ten thousand of them mm -hmm. and they're just trying to to raise their own yeah. social I, I think the coolest thing ever that ever happened to that whole h2o episode is when they did that ocpd roll call because like these guys like they were and, and what is that for us not in the know? it was an instagram profile that these guys would set up for during ocean cities during h2o right and it was like calling out these kids for purposely doing shit oh they to would get tickets or to get pulled over oh yeah they, you know and it, it, the funny thing is, is all those kids took it the wrong way and actually took it as a badge of honor right by getting onto that site you know it's just like really okay well now we you know what at this and point I should, if, and I should say the h2o is like the it's biggest like dealing with a bunch of porn stars I, I was they can't give a ashamed. little context here h2o and soho southern Wardesey are big east coast volkswagen yeah, european they were shows. like these shows to go to like were now are the they day, officially closed down yeah yeah pretty much i mean people say they'll still go to h2o to raise hell but it'll probably die slow yeah i mean it's there's no official off. show well and long story short it was one of those like you know neither here nor there and one of those knowing a lot of people within the industry and knowing a lot of it the biggest gripe that if if the one thing that they could have done to hamper down on all of that going on is if ocean city and h2o work together they will. But but Jay, they just can't because every other event that goes on at H2O or goes on at Ocean City is part of the city's calendar. It's sanctioned with the city. The city oh, gets involved with everything. Right. You go out there the weekend before H2O when they're having their Mustang Madness or their Muscle Car Weekend, and I shit you not, they're doing fucking wheelies and brake stands and burnouts for blocks long. And that's all. And it's all sanctioned. The cops are standing there watching it. Wow. So why don't but they sanction this show? Because they just because there's it's a different involved. attitude too though. The it kids, is. the kids, and these dudes that are you know at the at, there's like Jeep Week and there's Hot yeah. Rub. All these it's and a different attitude. So it they, it's just not a it's not a fuck you attitude. It's I'm gonna have as much fun as possible. I'm gonna have as much fun as I can within the boundaries of what they're allowing us to do. Hmm. Whereas in H2O, it's all about that factor of like one up and the next guy. It's doing right. donuts with a blow up doll out your sunroof. Is, right is in front of cops that's, or, that's, or ending up sitting on the curb crying like a little fucking girl because you just fucking took the whole hub assembly off daddy's fucking porsche trying I to do a donut that. in the fucking rain yeah too. you know <laughs> you know and i've done my stupid shit too like i always used to laugh like everybody would say oh Yo, you drive like an asshole at h2o i go yeah it's because it's the last show of the season and i've got a trailer <laughs> like <laughs> if i blow the motor up i can fucking fix it like i'll bring it home so you know? um you work at mhe mht wheels now I want to actually see if you know how many wheels you've owned, because I'm I, you're a, you're a huge wheel guy. So when I he, when I met you, use... you worked at I, you, you worked at Firestone and you were selling yeah, wheels and tires there. And that was um that was kind of where I that started to know that you were a wheel whore. Wagons, you yeah. were the original, in my opinion, the original wheel whore. 
that term was invented for you. Do you so do you know how many wheels you've had um, offhand? I mean, I know how many I had on the Mark IV. Well, how many did you? 36 sets. 36 <laughs> sets of wheels. <laughs> on one car. In 12 years. Wow. Like anybody, you know, I, I was like, I remember having a set of HREs on the Mark IV, and I pulled up at the Holiday in Wazetta. Um, I was just out for a drive or whatever, I was getting gas. And a guy pulled up, and, you know, he had his 911 uh, twin turbo, pulls up, and he looks over at my car, and he goes, are those really HREs? <laughs> I go, yeah. And he goes, I go, why? He goes, don't those cost like a quarter of your car? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. Those looks like some cheap one piece cash shit on your 911 there. Maybe you should step your game up. <laughs> and the guy's just like, uh, okay. See you later. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, I've always had a thing for it. And it's one of those like, A, I've always been in the industry, so I never pay retail. Yeah. Um, but at the same point too, like even if I pay retail or, you know, there's always going to be somebody I know that wants them. Like right. it, every time I put a set of wheels on my car, I get a, within a week, it's like, Hey, do you have a waiting list on who those are going to yet? Right. Uh, do you want to be on top of it? Like I, Dave Davis. Yeah. Like, those roto, I sold him those rotoform KPS okay. that I had on the car. And now what's cool is now that this is, this has become your life. This is what yeah. you've chosen to do. And it like, it meshes so well with, Oh yeah. No, you know, with think, your history and everything. As funny as it sounds like, I mean, I've always been into this kind of thing and into the Euro side of things. And, and I've been into hot rods and into trucks to an aspect. But doing what I'm doing now, like, I literally am the guy that I go out to these tiny little small towns and be like, oh, there's a hot rod shop here. Roll in there. Hey, you guys do some cool shit. You guys do wheels. Like, what do you do? You know, start talking game with them and show them what we do. And next thing you know, I got a new account set up. And it's some guy who's just, you might build two or three cars a year. But every one of them is like a 600 horsepower V8 <laughs> and like a 32 right. coupe or something, you know. Or, and it's some shop that no one would ever know they're there. Like, how many people know that there's a guy that builds hot rods in Wanamingo, Minnesota? You know, now a lot of people do. Well, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, you, you wouldn't expect that kind of thing. And it's kind of goes along with like Chris says, like not ever wanting to be on the freeway, except for now I get paid to find all these back roads. Like I don't ever take the freeway unless I'm like, oh shit, I got to turn and burn to Rochester and back, you know, then I'll haul ass down 52 or whatever. But nine times out of 10, if I can take the two lane highway that the speed limit's 45 or whatever, I'll take that every time. So what's the, what's your thoughts on some of the, the pop-up wheel companies that have, you know, kind of like. I don't want to name. I don't want to name names. Yeah, yeah. So we'll just. I mean, what? what I, just the entire concept of the the small the small boutique wheel. Uh, it's kind of funny because now they kind of rip off designs a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it kind of comes down to, and they call it like a you know what do they call it like a throwback or they call it like a you know they or an whatever, homage an homage to the original or whatever and and I get it. I mean, there's styles that aren't weren't weren't necessarily built in a specific bolt pattern or fitment sure. for the car that you're looking to do it now, which I totally get. But at the same time, it's funny because you see a lot of guys like, you know, one minute they're bashing one company for doing it. And the next minute they're doing the same exact thing. Right. It's kind of like, you know, like we always joke around at work. If something new comes through or something like that, it's like, well, there's only so many ways you can do a five spoke wheel. Right. Yeah, that's (laughs) true. You know, it's, you know, where do you cut it? I mean, you add a little machine change to the face and it's a different pattern. Right. But at the same point, it still might have the same design. It's kind of like, for lack of a better way to put it there are limitations when it comes to the wheel design because you've got to deal with the structural integrity as well. Right. Right. So, I mean, you can only well, push the limits. Do. Mm, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you know, but at the same time too, you get into just like anything it's on the internet, like, because like, you know, there could be maybe only three of that wheel that broke. Right. But it looks like 3000 mm-hmm. because it's so blasted over the internet in, in every way, shape right. or form. Well, the internet does make everything smaller. Yeah. That's why everybody's like, Oh, oh BBS RS is our play. And I'm like, 
Well, yeah, but there's only like three cars in town or two cars in town. But the internet makes but it look like exactly. everybody's got a set. Yeah, and you know, you and know? it's kind of and the same goes for a lot of that stuff too. You know, each each brand and each company and each style, you know, is going to have its its place. You know, it's it's kind of like my argument with everybody doing RSs on Volkswagens was it's a safe bet. Right. You yeah, know, for I mean, sure. It's, it's like, like a blonde going, with great tits. It always looks it's good. It's always going to work. You know, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it there's, works a reason, for there's a reason why Barbie dolls have sold like they have for 60 years. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's kind of the same thing. You, you could put the same thing. You know it works. It's kind of like that's been my argument in the Audi community, especially here in Minnesota. It's You go to, like, Cars and Coffee and all the yeah. Audi guys are parked together. And I was like, oh, sweet. It's like going to Target on a Saturday morning. <laughs> like, <laughs> they've all got the same wheels, the same, like, sure. one-inch sports springs from H&R, and they're all running <laughs> RS4 taillights. Sweet. You know? It, it, but it, it, it's because it's a safe bet. Like, it people aren't willing yeah. to necessarily, ch- you know, push the boundaries. Or they're afraid to do something that their friends aren't going to approve. Well, of. maybe that's one benefit of the internet. It's a, it's allowed people to see what other people are doing to push the boundaries. So maybe it'll encourage some some yeah, of that on their true, own. True, but that at the same point, then. It, but it, but just like anything, there's two sides of that coin. You have the people that are violently against it too. Right. It's a drastic change, something they're not used to seeing, and they're going to talk shit and troll it and 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 and, and sway people's opinions whether they know it or not. Right. Right. You know. It's one of those like you see enough people talking shit, people go like, "That's really not all that cool. Maybe I shouldn't do it." You know. <laughs> well, there's no shame anymore, and that's part of the problem. I was no, going to bring that up. Right? Yeah. No, there's no shame. That's true, but I mean, I can remember. I mean, it's just like going back to the forums, like doing the stuff I did with my Mark IV. I mean, I had the build thread on the Vortex, and yep. had all this. And every time I'd post something that I'm doing, someone's like, "Oh, that's stupid. You shouldn't do that." I'm like, "Well, if you're fucking writing the check." You can come over and do it, but right. I paid for this, so I'm gonna like, fucking do like it. Like a pair of side skirts. Yeah, you know, opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, side skirts. Oh Jesus. Yeah, that yeah, was, that the was a, one like, thing. Three, I don't know the backstory. Oh, three or four years. Three or four year battle. Every like, every other comment needs side skirts. Yeah. <laughs> really? No, side skirts are for people that don't know where their jack points are <laughs> and crush their rockers, and so they need an excuse <laughs> to cover all that shit up. That's what side skirts are for. So uh, um, you want to hang out? while We go through some news. Yeah, sure. Right on. You want to. I'll take any, it did away. You have, any, you have any questions you want to ask Mike? Did I skip no, over I, anything? No, I was just kind of sitting back here because, Mike, I honestly don't know you that well. No, no, yeah, and I know we've, you we've hung so out, we've talked, and we've here. met. But, yeah, it's one of those I've been, you know, kind yeah, of in the background. So, no, I, I, I think it's just uh, kind of interesting how much history you have in the scene. And I guess maybe just as a, a one last question is kind of where – how did you get into really the scene and the hobby of having a car? What was your favorite car over the years? Wow, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I, I, it's, it's a tough question, though, too, because it's it's kind of trying. Chris is getting he, naked over he's here trying for some to, reason. He, he, it's one of those things when people are around me, if they have a tattoo, they've got to make it visible. Well, I was like, so I that didn't know they you feel like tattoo, they fit Chris. in. Why are you showing me your tattoo all of a sudden? I was so hot. I'm sorry. I was just burning up over here. Well, Chris, <laughs> Mike, do you want to show him up here now and show him no, your back, I, please? I, I, can just, like, I can sit here with my long sleeves and everything. I still have more. Um, <laughs> kind of, I, I forget how many I have until I walk past like a wall of mirrors and I'm like, what's that dirt on my neck? Oh, that's a tattoo. Like, <laughs> totally forget that. Well, that or the new baby, like having the baby at home, yeah. I'm holding him. Like if it's now that it's got a warmer out, so I'm not wearing like a hooded sweatshirt or something. Okay. He's finding all the artwork on me. Oh, funny! And so like he'll grab me by the back of my head and spin my head around. Oh, so really? He can, like look at the tattoo on the back of my neck. That's it's funny. hilarious. But that's I, a different podcast. Yeah, <laughs> there's a whole nother line there. Yeah. I, oh, I, 
I don't even know. I'm like totally lost track of the question. Now. It was uh, just your history. How'd you get into it? And yeah, what's been your favorite car over the years? We'll keep it nice Well, I mean, and I guess it's one of those. I mean, I grew up around cars. I grew up around yeah. hot rods, race cars. My dad worked for Trans Am Series race teams, Porsche race teams. Um, and, you know, and then around semis and as a truck driver and a fleet manager. And like, where there was always like some sort of motor driven project in the house. Like, right. I, I like, I remember the first motor swap I ever helped out with. My dad had an F-150 XLT Lariat, just pickup mm-hmm. truck. And uh, being the fleet manager for Nash Finch, they had all these corporate accounts with like Cummins and whatnot for all the semi motors. Sure. So he got the Cummins rep to sell him a B11 Cummins inline six diesel motor. And that he, he swapped, swapped into that the into F-150. the F-150. Oh, cool. And so, I mean, it was like this little semi engine and I could, it was great. I loved it because you could always tell when dad was coming home because we lived on this highway. And Yo. so when he was slowing down to turn into our driveway, you'd hear the you, no, you'd hear the turbos spooling oh, okay. <laughs> so like you could literally hear this thing. It sounded like a semi slowing down, downshifting sure. the gears. And same thing when he'd go to leave, you could tell he left the house because you hear the turbo spool up as he drove. <laughs> well, that's good for you if you're trying to avoid discipline. Oh yeah. Well, you really me? Like always trying to avoid discipline. Like, you can't steal that car. Sweet, though. Dad's gone. We can go on the roof now. Um, <laughs> you know, but I mean, he, there was always something. Like, I mean, we did show and go when I was a kid with a '63 Impala. We had a '41 Willys Coupe for a while. '32 Chevy Limo. Um, I went to prom in a '67 El Camino Supersport that was originally a little 327 car that we had dropped a 396 that was punched 40 over, so it did like wow. 500 horse to the rear wow. wheels. <laughs> Um, you know, and that kind of, you know, and I didn't go to prom with a date. I just went to prom to do donuts. The car was your date. So why did you end up with all that stuff in the garage at the time? How'd you end up with a Volkswagen? Good point. Um, I got into skateboarding and then, you know, every kid goes through that era where they don't want to be like their dad. So Mm -hmm. I wanted nothing to do with cars. So literally like I rode a skateboard pretty much every day, 12 hours a day for 10 years. Sure. You know, and, Mm. but it was funny because like you, you talk about the cross-cultural changeovers. Like, uh, you guys are probably familiar with, like, Bucky Lasik and some of the pro skateboarders that got really popular when skateboarding became popular. Well, they were all into cars. So all of a sudden, these pro skaters are building Honda Civics and BMWs and stuff like that. So then all of us kids that were into skateboarding start emulating that a little bit. And all of a sudden, everybody's like, wait, you know how to work on these? I'm like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Like, you know? So, I mean, and and I, so I did. I mean, before I even got into Volkswagens, I had a Honda Civic. Mm-hmm. And like me and all my buddies had Honda Civics and Acuras and that kind of stuff. And then that very first Fast and Furious came out. Yeah. And talk, oh talk about hilarious. None of us went to the first weekend the movie came out, though we did go to the theaters. Because then every fucking <laughs> kid was willing to lose money with mom's car. Like, oh, you want to go race? I got, you got 200 bucks on you? I'll hit, let's race 200 bucks. Let's do it right now. Oh, God. Like, we cleaned up. And then like, and then three weeks later, you know, you, when you build a car, like we all know this, you never, ever make your money back. No, nope. well, that movie came out. And if you had like a really nicely done Honda or a Japanese car, oh, there was some rich kid from Minnetonka who wanted it. And dad was willing to pay for it. Like we all sold it like, woo, broke even. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, woo, you know, and I mean, luckily, I mean, I didn't sell mine. I actually totaled mine um, right out in front of Frankie's pizza where I used to work. And then uh, my buddy Bob Holm, which you probably remember him from way back in the day. He had a yellow, he was one of the first Volkswagen guys back then too, but he had just bought a 98 GTI and just totaled the Honda. I'm all pissed off and trying to figure out what I want to do for another car. And it's like, oh, go take this for a drive. And was the it a VR6? No, just a Jeep Alpha. Okay. But it, the first thing I noticed was that when you shut the door, it was solid. <laughs> there was none of that tin can, like Japanese yep. car noise that you normally had. And so that was kind of what sold me on it. 
but I didn't, I didn't have the money to go buy a brand new GTI like that. So I'm like, I got to find a Volkswagen. And Maury's Ford over in Minnetonka at the time had a VR6 Corrado sitting on their lot for like nine grand. I'm like, sweet. Went and bought that. I only put 1,400 miles on that car in a year. It had so many fucking problems. Uh-oh. But that was like my, that that was was my intro. intro into VWs. And I'm like, oh, fuck my life. But I ended up trading that thing in on a 98 GTI. And that like was a the year later. That was the hook. Yep. And that was done from there. I mean, I just, you know, that was back in the days of like, you probably don't even know of or probably remember the name John Culbars. No, that doesn't um, sound familiar. He was a local guy who, back when Volkswagen used to have, they had what was called the Jetta Cup racing series here in yeah. the United States. He was one of their drivers. But he was also a mechanic hmm. and really good with, uh, he won't work on anything newer. If it's, if it's fuel ejected, he won't touch it. Huh. Um, you know, like he's, he's into these old school stuff. He's got a, he used to have a full head porting set up in his garage in Bloomington. Wow. And so I brought my little eight valve down to him and said, hey, let's get something worked out on this. And we ended up doing like a huge cam and port polish the oh, head and cool. did all this shit to it. And I'd beat up on all the VR6 guys with my little eight valve all the time. Oh, that's always the best. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. that's always dog. the best. Yeah, you know, so. but that's what's yeah, that's what that's that was the hook of starting the Volkswagen uh, down that road and and very yeah, cool. It goes on from there. <laughs> well, I think now I'm gonna put my news anchor hat yeah. on here okay. and we'll talk about some news. We need to get some news intro, some music, some like okay. So there that was. There was. Yeah, yeah we'll just okay. use that every single time. Do you have a, Do you have any uh, sponsors we got to do before we go to get into the news? No, he's he's shaking his head no, which means which means yes. Let me I grab just my notebook. Don't have my notes in front of me. No, yeah, that's all uh, right. no. So speaking of uh, some hot rod Volkswagens, head porting, and everything else that you might want done, you guys should go down to South Central Imports, where they've been open since 1976, and they're specialized in Volkswagen and Audis. They're an authorized Revo software dealer as well, so you can get software tuning done with them. And most importantly of all, is their honesty how straightforward they are working on your cars. You'll always know what's being done. They're never going to be one to swindle you. So go check those guys out. Their number is 612-722-8897, or you can find them on Facebook at SCI Performance. So I, um, I know we're running a little bit long here, but these, there's these three news articles that I want to I talk about anyway. Okay. So, um, so tell me what your, your first news item is, and I'll read it. The, uh, the Audi RS. Yeah. Which is, I, I feel... Well, shitty we'll just, about this. Why I, fe- is that? I feel like this is the most condescending bullshit ever. But it it is a little bit. So there's a news story out here that Audi's RS Avant wagons could still make it to America. So you see the headline, you're like, oh shit. Right? <laughs> well, I, the product I, I, planning I, I, boss. They've been doing this for 20 years. Like, we've all been like, oh, RS4. Right. And it, it never comes. Listen yeah. to what they say, though. All the Listen enthusiasts they love these Avants, the wagons. And so their product planning boss of Audi said, well, Keep writing us letters. Maybe that's, it'll that's happen. That's what he says. Keep writing yeah. us letters, uh-huh. then maybe it'll happen. I mean, come what's on, the, what's man. The point sure. of that? Are they just looking for brand engagement? Well, what they said what? is they're they're bringing. Don't worry, guys. We're bringing the sport back. This yeah. Sport, so Audi, in the meantime, is concentrating in the launch of its RS5 Sportback, which actually I haven't seen a S7. Okay, it so here's a picture. It's, that it's we an have. S7, but nobody wanted to deal yeah. with it being a seven, so they had to call it a five. You know a what? Five I wish it was right. Why don't they do the? Because they brought the all road back. Right. Well, yeah. it depends on who you ask. I mean, it's just an A4 Avant to most all-road owners. Right. So why don't they do the RS5 drivetrain in that? So then you can have a real wagon. Oh, no, it'd be great. Right. But, yeah. That's what they should yeah, be. Awesome. But nobody, sure. but but nobody would pay. F- nobody'd pay eighty grand for a for a A4 based platform. I have an RS4. 
So here's that the, was just about that there's much. only there, there's a, there's a reason why they only sold so many of them. So yeah. here's the thing: why don't they just? I mean, it, to get it legal here, they have to crash one, right? I mean, they have but, to bring it over oh, here. for for crash testing yeah, to sell to make it. it well, really I, think, I don't I don't think it's even that deep because honestly, even going back as far as the B5 platform, Audi never had to crash test. Like, if you wanted to bring a B5 A3 into the United States. It did not have to go through crash So why testing. don't they just let you, why didn't because they they're special the same. order it? The bumpers, like unlike Volkswagen back in the day where the bumpers were different European to US because of the different spec. Yeah, now it's all the, the same The B5 shit. platform forward, Audi's always been the same as far as I know. Right, so right. in terms of like safety spec, five yeah, mile crash bumper, do that. you know, that it's because it just, it's let, it's cost effective. Exactly, exactly. You know? So yeah, the, no, I agree with you, Chris. The guy says, this is the guy from Audi says, the Sportback is not just a weird hatchback. It adds a sedan as a, it adds to a sedan as a beautiful layer on top of it. It's for sedan buyers who want to be a bit more expressive. Expressive. Come on. So this is a, a trend I've noticed over the last like five years. Mercedes was kind of really quick to this, having the coupe refline yeah. to their sedans. And that's basically all this is. It's not like a it's fastback a weird even. Well, no, it, it, it goes even deeper. It goes to that niche market of the sportback type of thing. I mean, think about the BMW what 6 is or, that? or that X6 or whatever it was called, that the sportback kind of. I know what you uh, mean. The, uh, the Honda, what do they call the it? Honda the Honda Accord Cross Tour was yeah, another one that it, did it's, that. Yeah, yeah. It's but that. That hatchback look in a full saloon is kind of without going so to a, just, without going I, to a wagon. I would say just that buy this, a damn wagon. Yeah. See that, but that leaves a whole like I have a feeling there's a lot more deeper understand or deeper situation going on with the RS4, because keep in mind Audi, the RS4 isn't actually manufactured by Audi. Okay, I don't know the, any of this. The RS4 is actually assembled by Quattro GmbH. Which is a separate it's a, entity. It's kind of like the M division of BMW or sure. the AMG division of Mercedes. And so, like, the RS4 series car, they're given a shell in white, but they do all the assembly. It's in different parts, different bespoke pieces, this, that, and the other. So that might get into where that's where you start to get into the testing differences because it isn't the same. It. It's not an Audi Quattro. It's not, like, Audi corporate Audi GmbH sure. production build car. So build it's one, a, it, throw it into a wall, and let's get <laughs> over That's true. I mean, Mercedes does it. And plus, it, I mean, think about all the all the PR they'd pick up from having a bright orange RS4 getting crash tested like Mercedes oh, does with all theirs. I, I mean, I think no, Mercedes is, Mercedes has used their bright orange painted safety car test cars in their ad campaigns for the last, like, 15 or 20 years. So, I mean, run with it, huh, yeah. you know? All right. Well, okay, so with that, next up, Pirelli, Mike, you'll, you'll be really excited to hear this. Pirelli is making a tire for your 250 GTO, your Ferrari 250 GTO. <laughs> okay, so now there are how many? I think there's like 13, 39, 11. 39 250 GTOs, but the problem is you can't find tires for them. So Pirelli has made a classic tire, the Stel Stelvio Corsa. The Stelvio it, Corsa, and of course. That's a way to manufacture yourself out of the market. Here, one set of tires, you'll never use the others because no one will dare race this car. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I mean, it's silly. It's a 215-7015 and a 225-7015. Here's the deal is they will only sell it to you if you have a GTO. So you can't. Right. It's like. So they won't even sell how many 39 sets, as many cars as there are? Maybe They'll probably they will. sell all 39 sets, but, I mean, they're going to be how expensive? Or it's like $1,000 a tire yeah. I mean, or something? Right. Pirelli probably makes more of the, that $355, $25, they do for the Lambos than they do with those. Oh, I'm sure. But, yeah. but my, my point with this is kind of that you're starting to see a little bit of resurgence with vintage tires. Oh, yeah. Um, like they, they said they were going to bring the Adven HF Type D back. 
um, the Yoka, I think it's yeah. in Yokohama. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That was in November. They announced that. There's no word yet. But what I'd really like to see is the Yokohama AVS Intermediate. Yeah. That was a kick-ass tire. The suction cups. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> oh, really? It's just super... They, no, they sound like suction cups. <laughs> yep. When you get a brand new set on the car and you're driving on the road, if you get the windows open at like 30, 40 miles yeah. an hour in a tunnel, it sounds like little suction cups. Oh, they funny. were awesome. They're cool tires. I mean, why can't we just bring these back with the modern compound? How hard can it be? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I hate to say it. Bring them back in the same compound. I want yeah. a little slip. They can't. They're not probably not DOT approved. What about... They that were, can't be they true. They weren't DOT approved in the beginning. Well... They were like a 90 treadwear. Then bring them. Let me have them. <laughs> I mean, sell them as a competition DOT radio, and you're good to go. I mean, I mean vintage tires aren't anything new. Like, Coker has Coker, their well, whole... That's their entire market. That's exactly. What they do. All they do is vintage tires for hot rod guys. And, and there's the new... Well, no, period correct. But you've also got, um, if you go on, like, even Tire Rack, Vredstein is now making vintage tires okay. in just, like, two or three sizes. They're like the OEM vintage, like, air-cooled. So, like, the older Porsche 912, uh, mm-hmm. Volkswagen Bus, Volkswagen Beetle. Um, they look like the old bias ply tread patterns, sidewall artwork, yep, everything, right. so but, they're period, rate, but they're radial tires and they're speed sure. rated. And they're kind of expensive. Thing. Like Avon oh, makes sure. one too. They're like 186 just, bucks, 200 bucks yeah. a tire, 225 bucks a tire. I mean, so they're not cheap, but they're not astronomical. Like these tires, I can guarantee you, are probably going to be in the six to $8,000 a set type of situation. Jesus. That's well, crazy. when you have your 250 GTO, it doesn't really matter. No, it's yeah. You, that's just it. I mean, if you've got that kind of money, that's just the order least a set to hang on the wall. Yeah. Well, you know what you're not going to be doing with those tires? What am I? Sitting in the left lane <laughs> of the freeway in Oklahoma. This because is, this Oklahoma is awesome. isn't that legal? It shouldn't it be illegal everywhere. Like, Hold I, on, doesn't... I'll get to that, Mike. Okay. So, well, well, no, <laughs> just, right. just uh, yeah, it should. Uh, Oklahoma has recently passed Oklahoma. a law. Oklahoma, isn't that a musical? Oklahoma, I should sing it. Okay, anyways, Oklahoma. I think you just did. Yeah, uh, passed a law forbidding traffic to be sitting in the left lane. Left lane is for passing only, according to this law. Now, I thought that was the law. Do you want me to read you the law? Because I looked into it after you posted this. Yeah, let's do it. So every state has a law that says drivers going slower than the speed of traffic should stay in the right lane. Does it just say, quote, unquote, speed of traffic? I can read you the statute here as well. But a handful of states go a step further and ticket (laughs) the left lane drivers who aren't passing or turning, such as... um, Oklahoma, and it's also in Colorado, Massachusetts, Washington, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, Indiana, New Jersey, and they're called slowpoke laws. Minnesota, please note, does not have this law. Um, let's do it. Let's spearhead this law. Let's do it. Well, it's all fine and dandy till you're the one getting that ticket, and you're like, oh fuck. Yeah, I don't know if <laughs> the three of us, any of us, would ever get that ticket for <laughs> no, going too no, slow no, in the left no, lane. No. They're happy I'm going slow. They're like, oh sweet, you so do the speed limit in the right lane. Yeah. Minnesota statute, and this one is pretty um, common across all of the 50 states. It's statute number 169.18 states that upon all roadways, any vehicle proceeding at less than the normal speed of traffic at the time and place and under the conditions then existing shall be driven in the right-hand lane, then available for traffic, or as close as practical to the right-hand curb edge of the roadway, except for when overtaking or passing another vehicle proceeding in the same direction. You can't go against traffic. Blah, blah, blah. Or when preparing for a left turn. Blah, 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 blah. So the law is written that slower traffic needs to move right, and drivers can use left lane to pass vehicles. But So why don't we start generating revenue doing this? Instead of pulling people over going five miles an hour over the speed limit or eight miles an hour over the speed limit with some stupid speed trap bullshit. Why don't we start doing this? Because there's a ton of people sitting oh, in the left lane. A ton. I agree. And, and the problem is then you have to pass them on the right 
And that's even more dangerous because right. now you're flying between two cars and it's just the differential in speed. Well, the elephant in the room that no one ever wants to touch is that usually if they're sitting in the left lane camping, they're probably already doing 65 and the rest of us are doing like 80 and the speed right. limit's 55. That's just true. just gonna go there. I mean, it, it's not it, very yes. often I come across somebody in the left lane that's not doing that's not doing the speed not limit. doing the speed limit. Exactly. You know, I mean, they might be doing fifty-seven in a fifty-five, and you're like, okay, really what? move over. Right. But nine yeah. times out of ten, and they're doing sixty-five in a fifty-five. Exactly. And I'm what doing I, like what 80, I hate but about that's this just me. is when the guys they see you. Oh yeah, and it's like they're doing like this power trip. It's my thing. civic duty to my, slow yeah. you down. Yeah. You I am going the speed limit, good sir. If I'm driving the left lane and I know, look up and I see someone's behind me and they flash their lights, I'm like, holy fuck, I am so sorry. Yes. Yeah. And I get over. But I think a lot of people have the mentality of, oh fuck that guy. He th- I'm not going to let him die. Here's the sad truth, Chris. I don't think most people even realize what the fuck is that's, going on. That's more true than not. I've learned uh, riding, be... a, riding a motorcycle. Yep, same. In this day and age, I don't know how many times I've knocked on people's windows and said, hey, <laughs> excuse me, you shouldn't be putting your makeup on You it's know, while so you're alongside ridiculous. of me at 45 miles an hour or 50 right. miles an hour in rush hour traffic. And I've had that happen more than one occasion. Yeah. I, you know, and, and, I've, and you have it happen in a car is one thing, but you don't realize when just how bike. often people aren't paying attention and they swerve just a little bit. Like when mm-hmm. you're in the car, you, they, they kind of come towards you, but you don't pay any attention to it. When you're on a motorcycle and someone just kind of edges over their line, you notice it immediately. Right. You know, because that's your, your, your purview of safety you're is in a like, fishbowl. yeah, you're still looking at your, you're looking at your footprint as being the size of a car. Mm-hmm. because you need that level of, of, of exactly that's your defensive mm-hmm. line on what you can respond to and it's I, I honestly like if I get another motorcycle again it's only going to be riding like back roads out near where I live right. like I won't come into the city again it, and it is it's just too many people like you know even in my job now where I'm driving around the countryside visiting dealers or whatever it might be I'm in a sprinter van which mm-hmm. I have a higher point of view more or less it's almost like being in a semi and 90% of the time, the person next to me on the road has got a phone in their lap. Sure. They're texting. Yeah. Right. Yep. I, and I it, remember it, the best I've seen is someone texting, eating, and, like, doing their eyelashes. Yep. Yeah, that's... And it's kind of like they say, all these rules are created for a reason, because you have to equate for that 1% that's not... So how that do we 1% more is aware? Learning. Take it up. Take it them. Punish them. Make it punitive. It's already on the but books. But they do. They but do. they do. I, come on, not at the not at the level that they you do know, speeding. Yes, but the problem is it's a social norm now. Yeah. If no one else did it and everyone realized, okay, this is like this is serious. I can't be. Think doing of the this campaign shit. that's out there. Speed kills. When it really it doesn't. Really. Well, you know. So you see all what, this. What do you do when that commercial comes on? Change the channel. You know what I mean? Like that. The, the ad campaigns being what they are. I mean, the downfall is it's human nature and it's kind of become ingrained in that as. As technology advances to where you have cars that have blind spot detectors and you have cars that it's have enabling, they, they, that's just it. Like here, we don't want you to text and drive, but we're going to give you lane departure warnings. We're going to give you lane correction software to re-steer you back into your lane. And then we're going to give you Google CarPlay and Wi-Fi in your car built into the stereo systems. Like, but wait, don't use you don't, any of it. We don't want you to text and drive, but we're going to give you Wi-Fi and a fucking computer screen in the middle of your center console. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like I don't feel bad for one of these people that die in a fucking Tesla with the autopilot on. Right. It's not Which, a fucking yeah. airplane. You're not in the air where there's fucking <laughs> people thirty miles in all directions. Autopilot in a plane works great because your fudge factor is miles apart, not hmm. inches. 
That's a you really know? good analogy. And if you're expecting, like, the LiDAR setup on that fucking car or you're expecting the fucking computer software to understand a lane deviation or something that comes out, because, I mean, the downfall is nowadays the roads are in such horseshit condition. Yeah. If you're not paying attention to the steering wheel, a pothole can put you into a deadly crash. You know, it's so like it, it's one of those things. Like, think about it nowadays. Like, how many? Like, how do people respond? Like, I don't know. Have you ever had a tire blow out on you at speed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have. It's sketchy. I've had it happen on the track, and I've had it happen on the street. Right. There's and so many. If you're variables. ready for it, and your hands are on the wheel, yeah. it's easily. It manageable. happened on the track at over 100 miles an hour. It didn't scare me at all. I spun off into the grass. If you're ready, happened for on the road it, it's at 60 okay. miles an right. hour, and your fucking heart stops. And you know what I mean? Because it's you're surrounded by people. Whereas in a right. track, you're in a controlled environment. Right. You know. But and if you're not paying attention, you're on your phone. Or anything else? I mean, you're. Yep. It's the same thing. It's just, you know, like back when I was in the tire industry working for Firestone and the Ford deal with all the tires blowing out and stuff like that. There's a reason why they had to put TPMS sensors in people's cars because people don't check that shit. There's a reason they had to put a light in your car to tell you when the oil level drops below a certain thing because people don't check their oil. Like when I was a kid, I wasn't allowed to get that key in my hand for the first time until I knew how to change a tire, Mm -hmm. how I knew how to change the oil, check the oil, check the coolant. You know, check out those things that well, you need to know. Personal responsibility is being ex- almost excused. And because they're trying to make up for a couple of idiots, it's encouraging the masses to fall into the trap that ever, that the few people that you're making well, the rules for in the first place. Oh, yeah. And it's one of those things that you think about you think about the dumbest person you know and realize that there's probably someone out there that's twice as dumb as that that can legally care for themselves. You know? <laughs> right. It's like we all have children here. Like we, Like I just had the first time ever you know there's a reason why they tell you don't have sex after the water breaks because someone's fucking done it <laughs> and you're like you, you did like and they found out the hard way so then now they tell everyone like no it, it might be tempting we've all if you've yeah. had children you know that's not tempting so laws but, are, you know, are enacted like, for the the least common that's just you have to you always have to you know, and that's the, the downfall least of common civil, comparison of something to have yeah. a civil society that's kind of some of those and it kind of goes into you can go into deeper in a, but there are certain rules that have to be put in play to keep society civilized to a point you know and it's it, as people kind of get I just wish this was like uh like college entrance exams where you can test out of it like can I test out of that law because I'm not oh, an yeah. idiot no that's that be no great? I be... thought about having a special lane you know I've always thought about having a special license and a special lane right almost like having a Gran Turismo S license I'm, right well, I'll put it this way I'm all for that rule like you just said you could test out of this but your mentality might change for that if you ever go through classes for getting a concealed carry permit I have mine because I, when I took my class, yeah. two dudes showed up with 454 Kunans. I know. There's a lot of idiots out and there. And you're like, like, and the guys are asking in class, they're like, well, what if you just want to show it off to show the guy I you know. mean business? And they're like, and that's a felony. It's called exactly. burnishing a firearm. Yep. You know, it's like. <laughs> Considered terrorist. You kinda, yeah, it's, 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 there's a lot of dumb yeah, people it, out there, that's just, So you have to, as dumb as it is, it's like that's, you, you try to find that happy medium between like, okay. The problem is, is it never goes back the other way. It's always just like no. Once you get ahead, you can't go back. The slippery slope no, is a real that's thing. That's true. And that's it's, true. It, pretty soon now we're in the position where we have, you know, basically huge screens in our cars that are distracting and everything's encouraged. So here, don't be distracted by but, your phone, but don't, don't worry about this thing here. So, <laughs> but the solution is what? The solution is autonomous cars. So I mean, it's just it's, that, it's just, well that's and that's just it. It's like how that that's the technology driving the narrative and yep, narrative exactly. driving technology. Yeah, it's just it's, it's like it's a vicious cycle. And you know, Mike, the analogy when you're driving on your motorcycle, I'd be 
so much more comfortable if the car next to me was autonomously driving instead of relying yep. on this 50-year-old oh, stereotypical whoever, insert the blank here, that isn't paying attention. No, but at the same point, take that thought process and realize that that's the thought process that drives you down the road to where nobody will be able to drive. I know. That's the problem. All right, next story. We got we to All right, I don't even want to read this one, but Chris got really upset this about is, this, this weird me Mazda ad, and I thought it was fine, so we're going to watch it. All right, basically, one of the reasons why I hate this ad, and you don't even need sound for this. Maybe I'll just get Mike's impression as, as he watches it. It's an ad. inspirational soundtrack. That's all it is, basically. Oh, and it's entertaining to me because I'm sitting here going, is this supposed to sell a car? Exactly. What like, the what? fuck is this? It's the most esoteric bullshit fluff ad I've ever seen in my life. What this ad is, for the people that can't see it, it's some dude f swimming with the whales, some chick boxing, one guy falling in love, one guy crying. There's a guy like making shit. It's just it's not. Well, of it. I get like they're they're showing off. You know, like what I'm guessing they're going after with the base meaning is like everyone's passions. Yeah, but you can be passionate and not even drive a car. That's true. That's, I mean, and that's what they're showing. But I mean, seriously, this this ad. I mean, granted, you don't know what they're trying to sell you, but it, you know, it just makes me like I don't even want to get into the Super Bowl ads that went on this year. Like, <laughs> well, here's here's what we're so, doing. We're we're marketing and a concept or an idea yes we are and but i don't like that because it doesn't say anything this about is the car. nothing new this but is marketing 101 so what Chris. i can still bitch about it if i want no, that's, to that's well someone truth. gave that's, you a but that is that it, it is it's a, that's what the marketing is it's kind of it's one of those deals like they're not so much trying to sell you on the cars they're trying to sell you on that happy space it's it's so a this brand. is let yeah. me say this is that's the beginning. what branding is it's the oh, beginning yeah. of a marketing campaign oh yeah so you're gonna start right. seeing a bunch more of this crap and i don't yeah. and you they even do like michelin does this it's like oh you're getting in the car with your family you drive them all the way well, to I school mean, and blah 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 and there's no there's nothing about the tire it's not like yeah this tire is 1.1 cornering g's the competitors 0.9 that's what i want i want to okay. know what is the best thing I want to know what the best thing is, and I want to go buy the best thing. I don't care if the other person that drives this car thinks that they're going to have a melodious experience with their husband <laughs> or that they're going to dance with someone in a wheelchair. It's like you need to be, buy a, a Mazda if you want to dance with someone in a wheelchair. That's what this commercial is trying to tell me? No. I want to know how much horsepower does this car have. I want to know. I want someone that's driven the car to tell me about the car. Mm -hmm. What's it like? Is it a piece of shit? Do the knobs rattle when I touch them? <laughs> what do sound does a fucking door make? There's a soft touch on this fucking knob going to slough off? I want to play the Ram ad with Martin Luther King from the Super Bowl for Chris now and get his critique of that. Well, I and how about that ad? Because I, I, like, you know, I feel ad. like if Dodds really wants to follow through on that one, they should have ran another one yesterday on the 50th anniversary of his assassination. Oh man, um, that was a did, terrible ad. Yeah. No, well, terrible. I agree. I, if you know the speech, it, if you know the speech at yeah, all, you know that two sentences later, he's actually lambasting the automotive industry yeah, for it's not good. building big, useless vehicles to sell to the masses that can't afford them. So well, I just wanted to rant about that just for a second. Yeah, but, but I, I, there's nothing new here. This so is what? branding. That doesn't this mean is it's marketing. Right. That They're mean... selling a, a idea, a lifestyle. Okay, Elon. Jesus not... Christ, man. <laughs> Want to build a tunnel? Yeah, fuck. Yeah, okay. Oh, wait, no, or flamethrower. Flamethrower. No, he sold out the flamethrower for the tunnel. What about what right. if this was for, really a, for a spaceship <laughs> to Mars? Like, the only way you can be happy is if you own a, if you invest in Tesla to drive a spaceship to Mars. We need to take you to a liberal arts college and put you through marketing 101. Oh, my God. I understand I that it that. works. I, I know, it. I but I just want to hear you... You want just, to hear me talk to the, the professor? Sure. He'd yeah. have a freaking aneurysm. <laughs> I know he would. All right. Anyway, this so, is how consumers work. They need an idea, a concept. I think that, okay, I think most men mm -hmm. would like to know 
Like when you see a truck commercial, it's like most payload. For, for the most part, unless you have a stupid ad here and there. But it's like most payload, best in class, lightest, fuel economy, power. That's what I want. Why can't everything be like a truck commercial? Because I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's they're uh, they're they're really appealing to your target I market. See a company, but but you no, say this. at the same point, like I obviously, I mean, we all know this as well. Like nobody buys anything for the the specifications anymore. But I want to. Please give you know, me the information. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, for lack of a better way to put it, hopefully I'll have like the money set aside here in the next couple of years. But like uh, one day I'm going to have one of those black series AMG cars. Sure. Because Mercedes totally missed the fucking mark. Because you get old guys that walk in and go, I want to buy the best. That's $250,000. So that must be the best. They get in and go, holy fuck, it's a race car. I can't handle this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it sits on the lot. And then, you know, people pick them up for 50 grand with 12,000 miles on them. And it's like, you've got a hand-built fucking race car. Maybe that you know? should be one of your cars that's on the list that, but for the segment. It is. It's all, it's all a marketing exercise. Yeah. It's like, what are they trying to sell? And it, it's... Or it, and it, by pulling on that emotion more so exactly. than pulling, and that's what that's what they're going after. That's how exactly how is any how does anybody fall into this trap? You of, and I are jaded as fuck. We're never gonna fall for any of those. Like you can't get me for a Dr Pepper ad, but you know what I mean. Like you're talking about the <laughs> how normal. How do people pop. fall? How? Why? It's all about brand how, perception. They, how do people like Kenny what G? Is, what is the brand perception like, of that commercial? What is the brand perception that you can't be happy, and that if you are happy and you do have wonderful feelings in your life, that you must drive a Mazda? No, it says Mazda supports your passion. I figured it out. I figured it out, Mike. You're not happy, so that's why you're upset by this. I am happy. <laughs> Mazda supports your passions. I don't need Mazda to support my passions. Maybe BMW supports my passions. I, neither, because we're independent thinking adults, but not everyone is. We need a renaissance of marketing because this oh my is God. bullshit. I mean, that's a whole other thing, but... I was going to say. All right, anyway, let's, let's move on. Road. Let's move on. Um, so we got two more things left. It's what can Chris buy instead of, a nine, instead of his 911. Right. And then I want to do your top three cars. So I'm going to get you... I'll give you the rest of this segment to think about oh, it, and yeah. then we'll come oh, to that. I already so, got down. Okay. All right, what so... What do you got for me? Instead of a 911, peaking. Chris... I tried peeking because it printed out on the laser printer. It's blacked out. And I'm trying to like look through the black. I don't think it works that it way. It doesn't work that way. No, it's, it's not like it printed and then we X'd it's it out. It's been redacted. <laughs> it has been redacted. Okay, so instead of that clunky old CIS ass-heavy 911, you could have the poster car of a generation. A screaming 8,500 RPM, five-valve per cylinder, this Italian is a yeah, thoroughbred this is a V8. In your choice of coupe or spider, the legendary 355. gated shifter 355. 355. Yeah, I they're could. right in that price point now, Chris. So here's the deal: is I raced one, okay. and my car is faster. Yeah, but that's but Chris, there's two things, there's that two things that, that 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 car requires that Chris doesn't get into, which is golf. And valet parking. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say the matching Ferrari embezzled attire. No, that's... I don't have a neon sign no. in my garage either. Yeah. That's like the guy who won the lottery who thinks he's the shit because he pulls up in an F-355 Berlinetta and everybody's like, really, dude? It's 2017, 2018. <laughs> There's a, like Magnum PI fucking died a horrible, fiery death a long time ago. I valeted my car once. Yeah? And the guy was like, that is the heaviest clutch I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> so he literally drove it like three feet and parked it right in front of the restaurant. He's like, I didn't even want to try it. It's just so... <laughs> it was... My grandma drove it, and I said, Grandma, I've told this story before, probably on the podcast, but... Um, I don't know if you have. So my... I let my dad drive my car, okay. and he did okay. My stepmom did fine. I... They all ground the gears. They just... Like, the pedal's weird. It's mounted to the floor. Mm -hmm. So my grandma gets in. I'm like, okay, Grandma, 
The pedals mounted to the floor. It's a little weird. She goes, she just perks up and goes, oh, so it's like the Model T I learned how to drive in? <laughs> and then she proceeds Boom. to drive the car like she grew up in it. Yeah. It was flawless. Yep. That's awesome. 84 years old. She's probably 5'4 now. C- can't see over the steering wheel that well. But she just drove well, she it knew perfect. How to drive it. And to be fair, my grandpa did too. Yeah, I mean, the, the, everybody. It's else, a different generation. Like right. everything was like that. Every vehicle back then was different. It, it was a pile of shit. It's like it's just like <laughs> it's just like you and I. We all had like we've had plenty of Mark Ones and Mark Twos over the years, and it's like like I always told everybody like you want to like teach somebody how to drive a five speed for the first time. Yeah, take them out in a two hundred thousand mile Mark Two with no shifter go. bushings left <laughs> in, because second gear you is know, in a different place every time. You know what I learned? You know? A three on the tree. Oh, yeah, old even F1. better. Oh, yeah. Yep. No, yeah, you can, if you can drive an old Mark II that's worn out, well, yeah, you, you can drive know, anything. Well, we'll take this opportunity to tease out a little bit. If you haven't listened to our midweek update, which just came out, yep, quick well, shift. what will be three days ago. Very relevant to what we're talking out, about right now. Very relevant. We talk about uh, some cool historical stuff now, so about we'll check technology. That out. So, um, so three cars. What do we got? So we got, I, I want your f- top three cars. Um, used to be top five, but... That was too much pressure for people, I think. So we're down to top three, and one has to be a car that you got to drive every day for the rest of your life. Well, I mean, I drove a Mark IV with a roll cage and race seats in it for 12 years, so I, <laughs> I don't think there's anything that would make me uncomfortable. <laughs> but, you know, having a little one at home now, a daily driver probably would end up being some sort of truck, honestly, because then you can just haul any project you want. Yep. You know, so, I mean, I'd probably end up in, like, a GMC 2500. There you go. Something like that. Which is horrible now that I'm in the wheel industry because that could just go so so all sorts of sideways. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and end up with a daily driver with 150 grand into it that sets itself down on the ground and can't haul anything is probably what. Well, if you're going to have idea. it for the rest of your life, you've got a lot of time to work. That's on it. True, true. That's true. So what else? Much. Other two. Um, I'd honestly love an old air cooled 912. A 912. Why 912? Yeah. Just because you're the, the guy. You're the well, one. Well, because the 912 doesn't have all the fucking like pretentiousness of the 911 i'm sorry to say mike i've looked at the market lately it no does. They, no and, no i'm <laughs> i also looked into but, this <laughs> I'm, but keep in mind that like i'm talking three cars without looking at them from any sort of provenance yeah. or like collectability value because a 912 with the right build you could drive every day too you yeah can. sure for you sure. know what i mean for and sure. that's that's and i mean as funny as it is i mean that's the one side of the whole porsche coin that a lot of people don't necessarily get into is like all the rally racing stuff they did yep, the dakar yep. stuff they did you know, like perfect example. And granted, I know the guy, the parts manager over at the Porsche, or the Audi dealer. But you guys probably saw the Craigslist article or ad that ended up becoming an article on Jalopnik and all that. The 911 twin turbo with 595,000 miles on it. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Mark, the guy who bought the car after the car was traded in, literally, they, the guy traded it in because a turbo seized. Right. Hmm. But Mark, you know what's weird about that car? I shot, I shot that car for Panorama. Okay. Yeah. And but it didn't like. I thought that it was going to be this crazy patina car. No. Nope. But I went and take pictures of it. I'm like, looks it, like a hundred thousand mile yeah, car in any it, other brand. It was crazy. Uh, yeah, leather's was a little really worn out. The seats are yeah. really worn. I was the, thinking like rock chips everywhere and stuff, but it was nope. actually like a like a pretty wow. nice car. Yeah, it's and like a hundred thousand mile Porsche. If you're gonna have a 912, like. why don't we just put a four cam engine in it? Oh, well, there you, you know go. Let's just do that. Do it. I mean, I, might as well. A, I would buy something that's been fucking crashed so that none of these fucking value whores would be freaking yep. out about it. Because then it could be an outlaw and I'd be like, fuck you. It's been balled up three times. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like my a good buddy, my brother, my little brother's neighbor has an outlaw car and he also has one of the Rungi cars. Sure. And my brother's like, yeah, that little car's written. I'm like, Sean, like, you don't know. It's, it, if it, it's an outlaw car, it's not a valuable one. 
Like, because nobody in their right mind would take a 356 that's worth a couple hundred thousand dollars and fucking put fender flares on it right. and, fucking mm-hmm. tr- and a bunch of mismatched parts to yep. kind of make it look cool. Yep. But that's part of, that's the side of the Porsche stuff that I've always liked. I mean, sure. even when I was at Further, a lot of the guys that we had coming in there were of the other side of the 911 coin where they bought the car when it was two or three years old before they had a family and drove the piss out of it with their buddies on the weekend and repainted it themselves, you know, at another buddy's house. And then it sat for 25 years because they had two kids and the kids had That's to go to college yeah, right. and this, that, and the other. And so they've gotten it back out. And they, you know, like the f- one guy that we met, the guy came in three times before actually bringing us the car. And the whole reason he brought us the car is because he was, you know, hadn't driven it in years. The float bowls wouldn't hold. So he had to put gas in it to prime it to get it started. And he dropped one of the butterfly nuts oh, no, down no. in the intake. That was the end of that. And he knew better than to try to A, start it, Good. B, try to take it apart himself. He took, he <laughs> well, took, at least there's he, that. He got as far as taking the one carb off, and that's when he said, I'm just not going to do this. And so we literally called him back the same day and said, well, you're going to love us because we were able to find it without having to take the motor out of the car or anything. Well, that's, really, that's like the guy you know. that dropped the wood screw in my 911 engine. <laughs> yeah, you can that see guy did try to start it. Threads. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I've <laughs> seen third, All right, third car. Third car, what do we got? Third car, so, you know, the old 912, and then probably just, I mean, as funny as it sounds, if I could, and now it's, it, it, it's kind of, you know, rest in peace, Hans Dahlbeck. But that Dahlbeck Mark IV was like, oh, with the that was such like a everybody might have had a fucking 911 or a Lambo or a Ferrari on their fucking walls. If I could have gotten my hands on a fucking five foot by nine foot poster of that fucking Dahlbeck RSR yeah. fucking Golf, and granted, I know that it was the farthest thing from a Volkswagen. It was a full tube frame car, it five cylinder Audi motor, cooling system remote set up in the rear it was more or less a body on a two it was frame. the the aspiration of but the concept of oh my god this like could be a yeah. thousand horsepower before anybody could even fucking think about having 500 everybody's yeah. bitching about vr6 you know? versus 118 yeah. this guy's got a thousand and this guy golf. i mean like and you've got like you know i over the years we've all been to all the shows and you go and see all these different brands and they're bragging about this one being this horsepower and they're bragging about this one being that horsepower but you only see it run once and it's mm. like in a promo video yeah. And the rest of the time it's sitting in a booth or it's sitting at a show or whatever. Whereas in like every time you saw any footage of Hans, he's flying he's into a parking ripping. lot sideways, like Yo. smoke rolling off the tires at hundred miles an hour. And you know, he's like this 40 year old dude wearing a members only jacket, you know, and like Coca-Cola bottle glasses, you know, when you say that it reminds me of the, the W 12 thing golf that Volkswagen built. Yeah. They like top gear drive it. Like and it was a horrible, it drove like shit. It didn't handle it. Didn't steer. Yeah. It was a the design exercise, but it was the exact opposite. Whereas yep. in like, this guy piled 10 years of engineering and understanding of the five-cylinder Audi Quattro platforms. And and because, I mean, that's where all of his knowledge is based is actually on the older Audi five-cylinder Quattro cars and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. He just happened to build this Mark one as a Mark IV. Like, everything else he had was all RS2 and all that kind of stuff, and that was what he was known for. Right. Um, you know, but the guy, I mean, just built some monsters, and he was up in, you know, just like you see. I mean, you watch any, anybody who is really into motorsports at one time or another has come across gate bill stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, it's like Minnesota or, or northern regions of the United States on steroids. Like, they're colder <laughs> longer, so they have more time to, like, pile away the on the car. Time. And then they've got, like, okay, here's our two months of warm weather. Let's blow shit up. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and they just go to town. And, like, but, you know, you can't, it'd be impossible to emulate something like that over here because it's almost like one of those, like, for some reason over there, they're just so much more civilized. You know, they get out it's on the track and they have a fucking riot, yeah. but they but they do it safely and they do it in an organized mm-hmm. nature. Whereas, and you try to do that and you end up with like map proving grounds. 
Yeah, which exactly. is a great idea until it turns into a drunken fist fights of a bunch of <laughs> underage kids that aren't old enough to drink in the first place. On that note, yeah. we're going we're, we're to have to bring you back. We'll have you I back another time. Yeah. We've got a like, lot of stuff to talk about. So uh, do you want to wrap it up for us? Yeah. So I would just uh, remind everyone, make sure that you check us out. Facebook, Instagram. If you're not subscribed yet on your favorite podcast listening network, please do that. Also, be sure to remember our hotline now as we have it, the 612 612- Five eight four zero two three five number. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. What you thought of this episode? Car questions? Anything else you want to talk about? And hit us up on the Patreon. We've got I everything in stock now, say, so we'll we have shirts to ship soon. It's a great deal. Head over to Patreon. Keep our lights on, and we will uh, get you a shirt. So it's a great deal. Yeah. Thanks for coming in, Mike. Really appreciate it. No problem. Talk to you guys later.